You are listening to the 2017 summer edition of Trans4. Of course, I'm excited about the start of the season, so and actually that's, I'm a little bit, I'm not 100% here in the moment. I try. <laughs> I, 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 I could feel no, it. I, 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 I really try to be, but um, um, no, I'm really happy about it. And um, we, can, we need support eh, from, from all over. We need support from our supporters, from our fans all over the world. We, we felt it during the preseason. Peter said it was outstanding. It was intense for all of us, but yeah. it was outstanding. And it was another proof for all the players. When, it, when you come to Liverpool, when people tell you about Liverpool, you, really, you, you think, OK, it's a big club. When you go in foreign countries, you think, oh, my God, how big is this? And um, it was it's a fantastic experience. And so now the, the next season can start, the way you can start. And how I said, we need all the support. And we all know when we, last year, when we, when we finished the season as uh, in the fourth position, everybody was really happy about it it was it was really a, a, a good result for a, for a big effort and um, um, but of course we knew also that uh, will be a qualification game and now it's coming up but it's the first challenge we have to we have to face is that we first of all we have to play Watford even everybody thinking about the Champions League qualifiers and uh, so Watford is the the first target and uh, we have another four days I think four days to repair this game that's what we want to do that's what we did so far we are in a good shape. You were part of a lot of games, so you saw it. Players are in a good mood, attitude, and, and all the training sessions were really good. Yes, one or two little injuries, one bigger, um, but that's how life is. Um, it's always uh, kind of a way, and you have a lot of barriers or whatever. Sometimes you have to pass them, sometimes you have to jump over, and sometimes you have to ignore them. And um, and that's what we do. We are in a good shape, and um, at least we showed it um, on, in, in, in Dublin again. <laughs> Young players showed up, so everything is in a good position, on a good way. But of course, now we have to deliver, and we, we know that, so we are ready for it. And um, but I'm not, I'm, not really, I'm happy to have another four days because now the freshness coming back. We, we did a lot in training sessions, so it's really good that we have these these four days. Um, but then we will be ready, and um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, fellow Reds all around the world. Uh, this is Eric from the Four. Foresight.com, um, obviously on the www interwebs. Um, we're also on Facebook, uh, Fields of Enfield Road 4. Um, we're also on Twitter at Foresight. Um, find us there. Um, we're doing loads of uh, good stuff uh, concerning the Reds. But uh, before I introduce my guests, there is breaking news because Barcelona thought that no means maybe so they uh, just put in a new bid for Coutinho and the club said um, uh, as Christian just uh, mentioned it just before we start recording this um, the club said uh, well no means actually no and we consider the matter closed so um, Barca stop trying and go buy somebody else um, so that's breaking, and that's always nice to start the new show. Um, oh, uh, let me introduce my guests. Uh, with me tonight are Jason, Vess, Keith, and Christian, uh, which I mentioned before. Hi, you guys. Hey, guys. Hi. How's it? Hi. Hi, everyone. So we um, we had a great uh, uh, rest and uh, an excellent start of uh, of, of uh, preseason or the end of last season uh, with the transfer show. So. Uh, we all thought, well, oh, let's continue with this. Um, what we will talk about, we will review the pre-season. Uh, we will talk a bit about the new signings, Solanke, Robertson and Salah. Um, 
we will uh, talk about obviously um, the talk of the town, uh, Virgil van Dijk, and well, the <coughs> other talk of the town, Coutinho, um, uh, will obviously been, be mentioned as well. Um, and we will talk about other possibly outgoings who, well, may actually potentially leave because Phil isn't going anywhere. No hablo español. Um, so, preseason, um, Jason, what do you make of it? Yeah, I've. Uh, I think we've had a really positive um, preseason. Obviously, um, you, you can't really complain when when you can beat teams like uh, Bayern Munich, um, and uh, that they were they really weren't too happy about that as well. You could tell in the game, you know, that they really started laying into us and 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 so on. So um, that they didn't want to lose that. So it's um, even. And the interesting thing is, as well, is that even when Klopp changes the side around, um, brings in youngsters, everyone just looks like they they know how to play the system and um, uh, passing and movement's good, pressing's good. The the only slight fly in the ointment, I would say, is that um, uh, we still defend set pieces uh, standing around like statues otherwise um, yeah very very impressive with it right well, uh, well when you haven't lost uh, it, it's alright but uh, Vess um, what do you think are you as excited as Jason or do you say well we, we didn't beat uh, Atletico so we're shit well I really think there's no shame in not being Atletico Madrid. I mean, uh, some fabulous teams have failed to do so over the past few seasons, so I'm not going to fret very much about that. Okay. Uh, let's just say that I am very, very pleased with the way new signings have have uh, fitted in. I'm very happy about uh, Solanke showing his uh, the real deal. And uh, Salah so far seems to be exactly what we were hoping he would be. Uh, also, uh, Robertson seems like a decent player for now. And uh, I'm also very excited about the youngsters making the step up. I mean, we were all very excited about uh, Ben Woodburn last season, but I think he's even better now. He, he seems more mature. He seems ready to take on a bigger part than, than last season. The same goes for Ryan Kent. He doesn't shy away from the ball, from making a run, a dribble, a shot. Uh, I'm very, very impressed. Yeah, well, uh, uh, I agree. <laughs> so, uh, right, um, Keith, out of all the games that we've seen, um, which game did impress you the most, or uh, do you thought was the most telling, or whatever? Look. I like to take preseason with a pinch of salt because it is what it is. Preseason, heavy training, triple sessions, heavy legs, misplaced passes, missed opportunities. So I don't want to read too much into it. But what I'd like to uh, look at is the way the team gelled. The new players slotted in effortlessly. The speed on the counter-attack was just brilliant. Uh, the, the way they 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 moved out of uh, defense into attack was great. And it, it gives me great hope for, for the coming season that uh, we've had another year under Klopp. The players seem to be uh, grasping what he wants and everybody, everybody is buying into it. Um, and I just want to mention one thing before. 
the most person that impressed me the most has actually been Kent. We all expect Woodburn, we all expected Solanke uh, to impress, but Wood, uh, Kent impressed me a lot this, this pre-season. And the other big factor that I'd like to mention as well is the back from injury of Sturridge, uh, Henderson, uh, Gruich, and, and Mane. It's like having four new players because we really missed Mane towards the end of last year. And so for me, the, the depth of the team is looking good and I look very much look forward to the coming season. Okay. Um, cheers. Christian, um, well, uh, most of the guys already uh, said something about it. Um, what is your general take on, on the preseason? Um, for instance, what I wanted to ask you, um, if I look at the Bayern München uh, game, I thought that all the guys with uh, a bit of a, a German background, uh, like Klavan and uh, Marty Chan, uh, everybody who's been close to Germany or born there, um, did the extra step. Does that bode well for the Hoffenheim game? I, I, I think that 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 has nothing to do with that. I think um, they were all very keen to to. Um, to really uh, cope with Bayern, and uh, the way they did it was absolutely brilliant. Even though, the, I mean, the result, um, in fact, it look it it makes it look a bit different. It was it was very difficult uh, in the first half, and, and as Klopp said, uh, there were only two things happening: either we lost the ball or we scored goals, and um, <laughs> we made. There were still many mistakes, many misplaced passes, but. Overall, we were able to cope with them. Yeah, we were at uh, at, at the ice height, as we say in Germany, and um, yeah, and then we, we 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 caught them on the counter, yeah, one after another, and that was absolutely brilliant to see because I expected us to 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 really be blown away. I thought Bayern would would, would have been much stronger, and um, but we were really very good, and um, compared with them. Yeah, we could really cope with them, and it was absolutely brilliant to see. And um, further to that, um, Alberto Moreno, unbelievable. Yeah, that was a fantastic performance, and uh, <laughs> another another new signing. <laughs> really, yeah. another new signing. Maybe maybe Barca Barca would like to have them for ninety million. Let's see what they do. <laughs> Christian, I just want to ask you. Uh, my impression is this Barcelona team is is has actually a very very poor preseason, and they look shit. I must admit, I was very disappointed in Barcelona, and I think they've lost all their preseason games. But is that a true reflection of how good Liverpool was, or is this just a really bad Barcelona, uh, a Bayern Munich side? Uh, you mean ba uh, not not Barcelona? You mean Bayern? Yeah, Munich. I mean Bayern, Bayern ba Munich. Bayern is lost a really. They lost uh, f um, f um, five out of six. Yeah. I just think they're a really poor side at the moment. I, I don't know what your take is because I don't really watch them. So, I mean, I'll, I'll get some insight I, from you. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't really watch them either because I hate Bayern Munich. But from what I read, but from what I read about them, they were, they were not that bad overall. Um, I mean, they, they outclassed Chelsea in the first half. They played against them. And uh, Arsenal uh, needed a very late, uh, a very late goal to equalise before they, um, they were able to beat them on penalties. 
So um, Bayern was not that bad, but they have some difficulties. That's right. Nevertheless, it's still a very, very strong team. But I think well, the gives me great hope. they have they have difficulties with that. We are much better than some uh, some guys think about us. Um, isn't it also that Bayern has quite a few uh, injuries? I mean, Neuer didn't play. The entire yes, four, yeah. uh, four Robin, guys. Are. Robin just returned. He was, oh, still, was their best player he, on, the, just, on the pitch. Mm. Yes, they have. Uh, I think four players injured, but still, because of their squad depth, they can still feel a very, very uh, strong team, and they feel it. Their best, their best eleven. Yeah, they have well, them I'm at sure, their disposal. I'm sure that's the best. They, they, they brought out the best team that they could at the moment. Exactly right. I mean, yes. I mean, you can't say that uh, an attacking trio of, of uh, Ribery, uh, Thomas Müller, and and Robert Lewandowski is poor or or is <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor or no no and and they played Thiago, um, but well he obviously uh, went off injured quite 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 quick. Starting Sorry. eleven. Only Vidal was left for starting eleven. Yeah, if, if Vidal came on late, um, and he obviously yeah. showed that he doesn't know that preseason is or friendly games, um, he showed he he doesn't know what that means. Friendly games. And still got humiliated by Coutinho. Yeah, <laughs> which was nice. Um, okay. Um, well, let's go on. Um, well, obviously, let's talk about Coutinho now. Um, outright, um, this is it. Um, we reject your bid. And according to Sky sources, the bid was 85 million euros, 77 million up front, plus 15 million in euros, which is 30 million pounds in add-ons. That is actually, I think, um, quite a bit uh, embarrassing or insulting at the least I mean didn't they bid 124 Dembele Christian um, they have uh, uh, they have just been told by Dortmund that is in the German press uh, since this afternoon mm. that they have to pay they have to pay 135 million pounds for uh, Usman Dembele so 150 million euros that's uh, the the requested price by requested by Dortmund and mm -hmm. If they put that money on the table, uh, the melee will be will be moving to Barca, but no less than that. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, I mean, Usman Dembele is a very good player, but he makes a lot of mistakes. Also in the build-up play, he's he's not as good as Coutinho. He's he is good, but not as good as Coutinho. So um, uh, I absolutely agree with you. It's embarrassing. Definitely embarrassing. If they have to pay and are willing to pay 150 million euros. For for um, for Dembele, um, the price for Coutinho should be a little bit higher between Neymar's and Dembele's price. I, I think yeah. this is standard tactics, though, for Barcelona. They 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 tap at players for for years on end and, <coughs> and try and get them to um, uh, you know really try and put pressure on players so that they will put pressure on the clubs so that they can sign players more cheaply than they should 
Um, I absolutely think you're right that, that they need to get real if they think they're going to sign Coutinho. The good thing from our point of view is it seems as though Coutinho's attitude is that even if he does want to go, he doesn't want to rock the boat. Yeah, correct. Uh, he seems like a really nice guy, uh, Coutinho. He uh, can't see him going this year. Maybe a bit of pressure for next year. Maybe the year after, but uh, I think until until we start winning things, then maybe he'll change his mind. But uh, as long as Coutinho doesn't rock the boat, he's going to be a Liverpool player. Well, I've, I actually, I, I've got the prediction that Barcelona will uh, uh, peter out. They will have had their cycle of best club in the world for about ten years now, together with uh, Madrid, um, but they haven't done the thing that Madrid does and that's earning money yeah they got the 220 million now but they already blew loads more on transfers and constant contract renewals with with, uh, Leo Messi and at the end of the cycle um, Iniesta will stop playing Busquets might leave for a low amount because he's old and contract will have been running out Um, uh, Puyol quits um, or retired, Xavi retired, and they didn't earn a whole lot of money from there. And they buy these ready-made players for a lot of money. Um, and in the end, they got a very weak side at this moment. They're weak at the back. Uh, Umtiti is a, is a fun player. Um, he isn't world-class. Um, I think he'd be on the bench for us. And we don't even have, you know, the ultimate best defense in in, in, in the league. So, um I think Barcelona is coming to an end and it will be uh, rather sooner than late because they seem at this point to think that, well, if we just buy more goals, we'll be fine. The middle of the park is poor. Um, they've got poor wing-backs and they've got a, a, an absolute shite defence at the moment. So I think um, they should use that money not on one player, they should buy four, five, six players that would actually help them move forward. Uh, they don't seem to be doing that. So I think if we hold firm on Coutinho in two years' time, uh, he won't want to join them. He might want to join a different Spanish team or whatever, but um, anyone agree, Ves? I know you've got a similar view or at least an informed view on Barcelona. Uh, you just want to get me to say that I agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, I, actually, do I do. <laughs> I, I do agree. That's uh, exactly the way I'm thinking. I th- I'm thinking that their their cycle of, of being on the top is coming to an end, and it will take a while for them to return to the top, at least when European football is concerned. I mean... They will always be uh, on the top in, in the Spanish league. Uh, Real Madrid, but uh, but in Europe, uh, other clubs are rising, and and they will. Or signing Coutinho will come next summer. Uh, we need to to win something this year. We need to win a trophy. We need to show Coutinho that he can win trophies here. And uh, if it coincides with, with Barcelona visibly 
blocking the level might actually stand a chance for, for keeping Coutinho for a long while. I've got a quite a different take on a lot of things. I think it, it, it's it's going to be the it's going to be the next few years or the next five years uh, is going to be the rise and the dominance of the English teams. Every player now wants to come to the Prem because of the competition, because there are six, seven teams vying for that top spot. If you want to play the best in the world and be in the best league, you want to come to England and and be playing the Prem. I can see. Uh, uh, a lot of these uh, the Prem teams getting through into the Champions League and dominating in the quarterfinals and the semi-finals. So I think England is going to be the place where a lot of these top players want to be and want to stay. There's even rumours now. Did you read uh, that uh, old uh, Ronaldo now wants to come back to the Prem? Oh, all, all the all the best if he does. Um, that would make it for us a whole lot easier to uh, to keep a hold of our star players, and we got quite a load of players who will turn into a player that that the big teams want in a couple of years' time. Um, Salah, Mane, Firmino, Coutinho. Oh, these are all players um, that will. We be will be the big team. Yeah, yeah. We will be the big team this year and in the years to come. We are going to be one of the forces in world football. Watch this space. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I just want to, to say something here, uh, Keith, uh, about the thing you said about English clubs becoming uh, taking over the top in European football. I, I believe that uh, the competition system systems will need to change for that, uh, the, the winter break to be introduced and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I remember when Arsenal were about to play uh, Bayern Munich, that first leg that they lost in Munich, I believe, 5-1. Um, in the, the pre-game press co conference, Carlo Ancelotti said that uh, Bayern hold an unfair advantage over Arsenal simply because of the schedule. They had I believe 10 games, uh, 10 days uh, between the previous game and that one. And uh, Arsenal were under heavy schedule at, the, at that particular moment. That, that's something yeah, that's that's the unfair advantage they have is that they're a much better team. Come again? The unfair advantage they have is that they're a much better team. That's true. <laughs> every, single every single time Arsenal turn up against a team like Bayern or Barcelona, they just turned around and bend over. I agree with that, Jason. But, but they never really conceded 10 goals in two games, right? And this, was, this was proper hammering in both games. Yeah. I think what the Prem teams have to do if the FA or British football, who is who the old farts that are ruling the game, the top teams all have got to devalue the FA Cup and the League Cup and just play the youngsters. Save the starting teams for the Prem and just the Champions League. And then just put the youngsters and write those two cup competitions off. That's the only way we're going to progress in Europe and the only way we're going to challenge in the Prem. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's more or less done anyway. Now, I remember yes, Tottenham they, playing they, the youngsters and, and against us, and we played the youngsters in the in the in the, in the domestic cups. Yeah. 
Yes, but when we get down to the quarterfinals, semifinals, the regular players start to come back in. I say forget that. Play the youngsters the whole way through. Yes, right. Yes, Champions right. League. No, no. No, the domestic cups. The, the, the domestic cups. All right. Until, until the FA starts scheduling these things a lot better. Exactly. And, that, and, and I mean, that, that Gary Lineker statement was absolutely ridiculous. That, that um, he, he, he was stating that, that uh, Klopp uh, paid no respect to the, to, or lacked respect showing to the, to the FA Cup. I mean, it's it's not about Klopp. He has to feel the best teams for each competition, but he has to to see the priorities. And and um, priority is Premier League, and then now the Champions League and everything else is bullshit. Sorry, yeah, it's just yeah, a bonus. Hundred percent. Won the argument, didn't he? Because he finished fourth, and maybe if he would have, uh, you know, risked more players in the FA Cup, we wouldn't have done that. The man, but the managers have got to come out and say, until the scheduling is better over the festive season, we will continue fielding youngsters for the FA Cup and the League Cup uh, until it sinks home and the sponsors start wanting to pull out of these competitions because we haven't got the, the top players playing them. Uh, if you want to compete in Europe and you want to compete for the Prem, you cannot play nine games in, 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 in the space of a month. Um, By the way, um, I think at, at, at some time um, teams will hope that we will play the senior teams when they face Ejaria, Woodburn, Kent, uh, Wilson, uh, Brewster, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Gomez, Grabara. Uh, they're just hoping to play Mix and Moreno and uh, and, and, and Dejan Lovren and, and Emre Can. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'll tell um, you what. To... England, please listen to them. Let them play the seniors. <laughs> well, the, we have had the news today here in Germany that the German Football Association is changing uh, the the German Cup competition, DFB Pokal, as well. They have problems with the acceptance of that pro, uh, cup as well, uh, like uh, the problem in, the, in England with the two domestic cups there. So they're changing it uh, from DFB Pokal to X, uh, double XL Cup, and adding two further rounds and blah blah and marketing etc. Yeah, to make it more attractive. They have the same issue: the the domestic league, the, the Bundesliga, like the Premier League, and the European Cups are the most most uh, interesting and most uh, attractive ones uh, to play. And uh, the domestic cup is yeah, in fact, falling behind. Exactly the same issue. Yeah, I think it's everywhere. Um, yeah. At least for the top clubs um, in recent years, I don't think a whole lot of uh, big clubs made the 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 cup final in uh, in Holland as well. It's usually one or two mid-table teams going for it because well, can save their season. Uh, it brings Europa League stuff like that, uh, mm. and in the end, the big teams will want to become champions just to win the. Um, just to get in Champions League. Okay, I tell you, so and I, I, I agree with you, Eric. I tell you what, the likes of Ijario, Solanke, Origi, um, Gruich, that's not a weak side. And these youngsters will gain a lot of experience if they're allowed to play all the way through to the latter rounds as well. So I think it's a good grounding for our youngsters and the fringe players uh, to, to, to actually dominate the, the cup competitions. Yeah. 
Okay, um, so that about Coutinho. Who of you thinks um, that he will actually leave this window? No. 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 Right. no. Good. Let's move on uh, then. <clears throat> I, I'm, I, I'm still in doubt about that. And I told you earlier many times, but I hope I will be wrong. Or I hope I'm wrong. Because I'm afraid he wants to leave, and the question is now if he puts in a transfer request or not. He's so at the moment, everything looks fine. Yeah, he, he absolutely won't do that. Um, Hopefully. Ta- yeah. no, time and again, he mentioned that um, he's seen the dark side of football. These were his words after the, I think, 13-14 campaign, or 14-15. He saw the dark side of football, and by that he meant that he got to Inter. Um, he wasn't used was uh, offloaded to Spain for a loan and um, and then we picked him up and we gave him all the room and all the options to fail and develop and learn from mistakes and um, let him play his football uh, he's really grateful to uh, to the club and he has absolutely no intention or no desire um, to go away with, uh, with, with a bad reputation he really feels he owes the club still which I think is mad in itself because he doesn't owe us anything. You know, um, he, he's done what we asked him to do, which is play football for us, and we paid paid him accordingly. So, if he wants to leave and he puts in a bit of a uh, uh, puts up a bit of a fight for a leave, I won't hold it against him. If he does the Van Dyke thing, um, well, uh, I may have an issue, but. Um, uh, he said he won't do it. His entire entourage has, has mentioned um, only if Liverpool say, okay, this is an amount. We think it's okay. Barcelona and, 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 uh, and, and us are still friends. Go ahead, talk to them. We wish you all the best, Phil. And as long as that doesn't happen, uh, the club can say no, and he's happy to stay. Now, good, on the continue good, thing. Good, I was, good. Uh, oh, hold on, uh, Keith. I'm um, going to ask you. Obviously, it's nice that Moreno had a good game against uh, Bayern, and that really helps him in his in his case. Um, but isn't it also maybe a possibility because he's been very good friends, or he is very good friends with Firmino and Coutinho? That club thinks I'll keep Moreno just to keep Coutinho. No, I actually think personally, uh, Moreno was hard done by last year. He had a bad game in, in, in the cup final against Seville. Yes, uh, he made a couple of howlers. He wasn't the only one that played badly. I think the desire of Klopp to get Milner on the pitch as, as a, a senior citizen, uh, one with experience, uh, overweighed the, uh, the fact that Marino should have started a lot more games last year, especially against the teams that sat deep. We were crying out for width down that left and a left back that actually could whip the ball in. So I'm not surprised what he's done. Uh, I think there's a massive role for Marino to play against the, the lower half of the table and teams that we want to attack and, and, and that are sitting deep. So, and I think Klopp realizes that uh, and, and has adjusted to it. And, and I, I, I actually do think he will stay. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen him, but I, I was... Um, <laughs> you still recognise him. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I was actually really impressed with what I saw from him in pre-season. I mean, he, uh, I've forgotten just how quick he is. And um, 
his crossing was absolutely fantastic, I thought, in, in pre-season. So uh, we'll have to see. I mean, for all we know, he gets into his first game and, uh, uh, you know, does uh, foul someone in the box again or something like that. But, um, yeah, we, we can hope that he's turned a corner. And maybe he needed that season out and just learning, you know, he obviously had missed some of the basics as a defender. But um, fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, and let's hope because um, it obviously frees up Milner to play midfield. I know lots of people won't like that. Um, but you can hardly make a case where you say, well, Milner is about the fourth, the fifth, the sixth midfielder. Um, as long as Henderson is fit, um, Milner won't play uh, uh, that much in midfield, I think. Um, um. But Moreno done well. Hold on, hold on. Um, I want to talk about Robertson because. Um, Just one second, Eric. I think I think Milner's going to take over the Lucas role. He'll be there on the bench no. as a central midfielder. Yes, and oh, central I can midfielder. see. Yeah, I can, and I can see Milner playing in the cups to give that experience to the youngsters as well and being on the bench in case there's an injury and everything like that I can see him taking on that Lucas role in the team yeah I think he'll play a bit more but um, I was talking about Moreno and um, yeah the season helped Um, I think he he, as as, as Jason said uh, he got some time to to work and train on on certain areas that he never actually had to look at Um, or never at the time, or whatever. Um, you certainly seems to have turned a corner. How much could that be down to uh, Robertson? Anyone? The added competition? Will he like it? Won't he? I think it's good that we've got genuinely got two proper left backs in the squad. You know, and. Um, Robertson, from what I've seen of him in pre-season, seems to play in a, a slightly, slightly different way. He, Moreno seems to go very wide, and Robertson seems to cut in a little bit more, and he seems to like try, uh, trying to take on shots himself and so on. So I wouldn't be surprised if he scores a few goals if he plays regularly this season, actually. Um, but as you said, having competitions there, they're both relatively young and um, should should provide good competition for each other you would think a left back with a left foot is just fantastic from my point of view as long as we don't have Milner uh, plodding down the left hand side and cutting back to cross with his right foot I'll be happy earlier on in the season and I know I keep saying this Henderson had the rotation set at that high pace that the left back uh, in, in, in Milner and Klein had lots more time. Um, you saw many assists by that time of Milner getting the ball on the side, um, someone making a run into the left wing, um, Firmino dropping into an area, uh, movement created, and Milner putting in a pass to Lalana when all them moving into the box. Uh, or Mane moving into the box, or Coutinho, or whatever. Um, that movement up front, that all started with Milner. I think he had the most touches of the entire squad during the um, during the entire campaign. 
So he's very, very important in the way that he played. I, I understand what you mean. It's it's a more traditional way to um, a left-back bombing down the line, getting the ball, whipping in the cross. Um, but we did score a lot from Milner doing something on, on the left-hand side. <clears throat> the problem with Milner, Milner's position I, is I he's, over, he's 31 years already. So, sorry, Jason. I think if we can find a way to get Milner into attacking positions... He will get a lot of assists. I mean, that's something that you can almost guarantee with him. Um, it, it's, go, it's going to be interesting to see if he does move back into midfield now, as, as seems to be the case, whether he will play in the more defensive role or the more attacking role. And um, my preference would be for him to play in a more attacking role. And, um, you know, we, especially from the right-hand side, his crossing is much more effective from there. Yeah, I would love to see him as a right winger when we play the likes of Origi and Solanke. Yeah. I think he can be very, very useful there. Um, and we don't need him in mid midfield. Um, obviously, he can play there. So um, I think he will be put in, in various positions uh, uh, during the entire season. Um Okay, um, um, moving on, Robertson himself, um, we haven't seen a lot from him, he didn't play that much, um, potentially down to Moreno stepping up, um, what did you make of his, um, well, that what you've seen of him, uh, Jason? Yeah, as I, as I said, uh, he's, a, he's a slightly different player to Moreno, I think he looks like he's more kind of... Um, solid defensively maybe tucks in a bit more alongside the centre-back um, and I, I think it also seems to be his preference when attacking to cut in and try and take on shots so um, um, uh, as you said we haven't seen that much of him yet so it's quite hard to know how successful he'll be but he doesn't look like he's made any mistakes or anything like that um, I, I think He's in a good position at the moment to um, uh, uh, get some good games for us this season, and and um, uh, and also he shouldn't have too much pressure on him, I don't think, because we have got other players who can play there. So um, still being relatively young and having that step up from uh, to a club like Liverpool, I think he's got time on his side to develop. Yeah, in in that kind of, in in that sense. You can say that it is a bit of a blessing that Moreno steps up because they have similar style. Um, it, it's a similar style uh, of, of, of player. They're both very fast going forward, slightly subject go, go, going backwards. Um, but if we all understand that way um, and, and we all start to work in, in, in with that and it really doesn't matter who plays, um, that there's less pressure on him. Um, Fez, who you see at the end of the season, who has played most on left back? Will it be Robertson, Moreno, Milner, Flanagan? It's very hard to say. I believe it will be one of the the two, Robertson or Moreno. I believe that that uh, due to us not signing Keita and uh, selling both uh, uh, Lukas and and Stewart, we will need. Miller in that midfield. <clears throat> I think we will need need him for squad depth in midfield, and 
which will leave space for, for Roberts and Moreno to battle it out on the left flank. Who will get more game time? That's hard to say at this particular point. It, it looks like Moreno, but you never know. With him, you never know. And uh, like Jason said, we really haven't seen enough of Robertson to, to make a proper judgment. I mean, he's put in a few very decent performances. He could be a very good player, but we need to see more. Okay. Um, Keith, for you, the same question. Who will play? Who will have think, played the most at the end of the season? I think Marina will start. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how Klopp integrates Robinson, whether he puts him into the cups to get a feel for the team first. Um, I can see Moreno having the starting spot for now. Keeping it is going to be another thing. Depends on if he has one of those moments again. But I think it's there for him to take. I think there's a possibility he could drop uh, Milner back in to against the top six for, for to, if he wants to go conservative and defensive, um, more sol solid at the back, uh, then you might see Milner coming in uh, and playing in that left back position. But I think he's learned from last year that we need to break down the bottom half of the teams. And I can see the attacking down the left is going to be a lot better this day, especially with the two speed merchants of Salah and Mane on the flanks. Okay. Um, Christian, if you look at Spurs last season, they rotated heavily, especially on the wing-back. Uh, one week it was Walker in, and then Trippier during midweek, and then uh, Walker again, on the other hand, was Davies and, and, and Danny Rose. Um, as, lo as long as both Moreno and Robertson are available, um, do you think there maybe is, is something like that going on as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, normally, Klopp doesn't like to rotate that much, but um, here in 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 the English league, um, he is in fact forced to do that and to find uh, solutions like that. And what we have seen, um, almost every man and his dog play 45 minutes at least, and um, so this this huge rotation on each game against each opponent uh, shows that he, he demands demands. Um, uh, uh, a very good performance in the same system from every single player. So I expect a huge rotation um, to protect the players from being worn out, fatigued early on. And um, so, um, and with with both Robertson and Moreno at last, uh, yeah, performing very very well. So that that might be very very interesting to see. And it's very refreshing to see some left-footed left-backs playing for us. Two! Yeah, we, we were lacking any, and now we have two of them. <laughs> it's fantastic to see. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's it's the pace that you've been talking about uh, well, basically all season. So, yes. Um, you must be very happy. Uh, talking about speed, uh, his name's been, been mentioned a couple of times. Um we bought some Egyptian lad who seems to be faster than Usain Bolt and uh, the rest combined. Um, we have to be happy with how he turned out in, in pre-season scoring five and six or something, uh, Fess. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been marvelous. Uh, and I, I really like what I'm seeing from Klopp uh, regarding uh, the use of Salah when we are defending. Uh, it's something that caught my eye immediately. He's actually playing as center forward in those moments. I mean, Firmino drops deeper, 
even money drops deeper and it's Salah who is there, uh, our, our most advanced player in those moments and especially when the ball is deeper in our half. Uh, the goal we scored against, uh, I believe it was Hertha Berlin, when Coutinho took the ball, turned, turned from two players, then cheated two more and sent that beautiful pass for, for Salah's run to, to finish off. It, it was the, the perfect example why Klopp is doing that. I was really, really pleased to see that. Yeah, um, touching on that, um, Jason, uh, I know you mentioned once uh, uh, in, in, a, in a blue moon that you thought he'd come in as a winger. Um, he isn't really a traditional winger, is he? No, no, I don't think so. I, I think um, Mane is more that type of player. You know, he's very tricky and and uh, uh, dribbles with the ball and, and all the rest of it. But it looks like with... Um, if if you Salah almost seems more like a striker who starts from very wide, um, so he he seems to, he he comes out wide to get himself space, and maybe lose markers, and then once he's had a touch, he looks to very quickly move inside so that the, it's difficult for the defenders to track him, and that's when I think you'll see our midfielders trying to play balls in behind for. Um, Salah to run onto, and uh, that that was something that caught my eye quite a bit in uh, in preseason. And his his finishing as well, obviously, um, is more like what you would expect from a striker, I would say. Yeah, he finishes about one in every three chances, uh, roughly in preseason. He also has an uh, incredible quickness. I'm not talking about pace uh, when running. I'm talking about, uh, for example, getting to second balls. Uh, he seems, at one particular point, he seems beaten to the ball. And in the blink of an eye, he's, he's there and he got it. <laughs> he's simply amazing in those situations. Yeah, uh, predictions on who will score the most. W- will that be Salah? Will he be our 2020 goal man? I don't know about twenty, but I think he'll. I think he'll be our top scorer this season. I really do. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give that to Mane. Uh, and I actually don't care if all of them score fifteen. Uh, or, uh, you know, from for Coutinho, Lallana, Mane, Firmino, we'll have a shitload of goals if they all score fifteen plus goals. So as long as they share the goals out, I don't care as long as Liverpool scores. I'm going to pass on the prediction here. I mean, you never know. <laughs> you guys. Um, well, to me, it's I I I, I agree, totally agree with Keith. It's it's I, I'm of the, exactly the same opinion. It's it's totally irrelevant who scores uh, um, more goals or less. But I think from the way um, Salah looks for the decisive position in the right moment. Um, I think he has some sort of a certain instinct and um, this is something we lacked to a certain degree in the past and, and, and I think uh, because of that instinct he could be the one who scores the most goals. Okay. Um, talking about predictions and goals, um, I predict that between 
December and February. So Lanky will score five to eight goals for us. How about that? Um, anyone? Chris? I can well believe it. Yeah, so I, I, he's 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 a natural goal scorer. Uh, I can see him getting goals uh, as sub. I can see him getting goals in the league and FA Cup. Yeah, because he'll get game time there. So yeah, there's a good possibility he's going to sc be scoring those types of goals. The guy's much more mature than we all thought, I think. And uh, I'm absolutely um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can absolutely imagine that he will score plenty of goals for us. The question is, does he stay fit? Yeah, does he? Um, I hope he will not be be injured in between. So if he remains fit, then then uh, your prediction might be absolutely right, absolutely realistic. I, I'm surprised. Everybody's surprised about Solanke. Have, have you, have, you, you you need to read how good this kid is. I mean, everybody's raving about Rashford from Man United. He's done this, he's done this, his first season. And every step of the way throughout the entire career, Solanke has been streets ahead of him as a player and as a, a goal scorer. It's just the fact that Chelsea under Mourinho and now under Conte did not play the kid, never gave him a chance. So I'm not surprised how good this kid is. He got golden boot at now the, the under-21 championships. So it's no, there's no surprise that this kid is good. He is good. He's just never had a chance, and hence I'm glad we picked him up for what we did. I think the surprise is is that we've not seen him really before. I mean, having a player that when you look at how good his finishing is, it's really surprising that that Chelsea haven't used him up until now. Really, but he really. Did, he, did, he didn't. He didn't cost seventy million, so Mourinho didn't use him. Well, but they brought in Batshuayi who's one or two years older than Solanke for 40 million to sit on the bench why wouldn't you put this guy in going off on going on on what we've seen in preseason that seems absolutely mental I mean he's fast he's strong he scores headers um, which is quite new for a Liverpool forward um, don't think that since Torres we had a, a good goal scorer with using his head, do we? What about Benteke? <laughs> well, how many did he score with his head for us? Out of the ten, I think one, maybe two. I think it was more, but I'm not sure right now. I think he did. We didn't have anybody to cross the ball for Benteke. That's that's true. Yeah, well, true as well. Um, okay, so. Solanke is proven to be maybe one of the bargains of the season. <coughs> Absolutely. Well, as we said last year, Mane was the steal of the century. He's going to be definitely the deal of the decade, old Solanke, because <laughs> getting him, getting, getting him for ten, getting him for what if we pay ten million? Getting him for ten million. Uh, Perfect. He's going to be he's going to be the same level uh, as getting Coutinho. We got Coutinho for seven and a half million. I, I, I tell you one thing: the club's been. Uh, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, but the clubs become very good at spotting opportunities like this. Um, you, you know, where there's like some kind of contract coming to an end. You know, we've got Milner, we've got Ings, now we've got Solanke, uh, we, we've got uh, Matip, of course, who could. 
could potentially be a world class defender for us, and um, we've been looking at these players mm. for for um, for free. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, we, we're doing well in that department. Um, the club certainly be uh, learning has certainly learned quite a lot in in, in recent years. Um, okay, so that's the three that we've actually bought. Um, Salah will will be a hit. Solanke might prove to be the deal of the decade, um, and and Robertson might be a, a steal as well. When you see that, well, good left backs and and full backs move for forty and fifty million, it it seems that eight million is is an absolute steal. Um, going on the big box. Um, well, we have to talk about Virgil. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Um, he's been dominating the news for, for the last couple of days, putting in a transfer request. Um, what do you make of this uh, entire situation, uh, Chris? Um, I've read them um, day, uh, frequently in the in the Daily Echo. In fact, daily. <laughs> so the Southampton propaganda post um, medium and. Uh, so the problem is that they have created some sort of of, of a, an elite situation where um, Liverpool and now Van Dijk with handing in the transfer request, he is the, we are all the villains and uh, Southampton holds the higher moral, moral ground and uh, the fans are, yeah, in fact, uh, asking uh, Les Reed not to sell at, at all to us probably sell to a different club and uh, cash begin but not to Liverpool and we are yeah evil and shite and blah blah and <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's ins- insults of the lowest level probably their own level and um, so yeah if they sell to us they will sell probably the very last day Otherwise, they will try to, to let him rot on the bench just just to 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 make their fans happy. Yeah, uh, despite uh, the 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 defeat they will take with that in business, business wise. But um, I mean, he is a fantastic defender. He wants to move, obviously, to us. Hopefully, and um, we should just put big money on the table to, to satisfy uh, Southampton and their fans to, to smooth them that, that out a bit and uh, because we need him. We absolutely need him. I mean, the defense is, whatever Klopp says, the defense is still a bit of a concern to me. It's at least a bully light. Last year we used six players at central defense. Now we got four and we got more games. So even on a mathematical level, we're a body light. Yep. And that's that's even. And I know we had quite the injuries and annoyances, but uh, I read somewhere that Dejan Lovren still, um, still has to have a thirty plus, uh, thirty plus game season for us. Still hasn't managed that. So, you know quite the um, quite the impact uh, injuries he's had landing on his knee getting hit on the ankle um, stuff like that but um, well going into your fourth season and haven't played 30 plus as a central defender um, that seems 
a bit injury prone. Um, if not Van Dijk, if he moves to uh, Chelsea, what do we do? Jason? He's not going to Chelsea. All right, Keith first. He's not going to Chelsea. He's already said it. Um, you'll be a Liverpool player before the end of the transfer window. It's absolutely ludicrous now. This is now... Uh, Southampton trying to flex their muscles with no f muscles to flex. He's put in a transfer request. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's put in a transfer request. He's training by himself. You do not want that disruptive influence around your your team. If he says, "I'm not going to Chelsea. I'm going to Liverpool," and they put 60 million on the table, they must take it. It really is absolutely ludicrous at this stage that uh, they want to try and drag it out to the detriment of everyone. I don't give a shit what the fan Southampton fans think of us. I don't give a shit about Southampton Football Club. Uh, whether we've acted immorally, uh, that type of scenario, listen, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the priest discuss that. All I care about is Van Dijk. My predictions on where Liverpool will finish in the league is with Van Dijk coming to being central, a central defender. I think we need him. I think he's crucial. If we don't get him, we, well, I think we'll have problems, uh, and we need to find somebody very, very quickly. Okay, um, Jason, do you agree with what they said? Um, well, it, I think we, yeah, I think we do need someone. Um, the the problem is, is that we we we've kind of set ourselves up with. Uh, Van Dijk and and Keita, that it was it was those players or or no one, and I, I can kind of sympathise with that to a certain extent because, especially on the Keita side, because it, it's difficult to improve our midfield. We have really good midfielders on uh, at centre back. Um, could could we get? I mean, I'm sure we can find someone who's better than Clavan to be number three. Um, I, I don't have a name off the top of my head, to be honest with you, but I'm sure if you looked around Europe's top five leagues, maybe look who's just missed out on Champions League this season, you know, that type of who's coming towards the end of a contract or whatever. Uh, there's bound to be a good centre-back out there somewhere, um, and, and that's the scout's job to go out and, and find someone. So... Um, Otherwise, well, the, the the only other thing I can think of, is, of course, is that we've got um, uh, someone on the books who's probably about, about at Lovren's level in Sacco. So whether him and uh, Klopp can go out for a beer together and settle their differences, I don't know. But unfortunately, he's done so much... Uh, if he hadn't done the social media things and, and stuff like that, it would have been easier, of course, but we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, first, care to uh, share your thoughts? Yeah, I think we, we really need to, to get Van Dyke happening. We need to move, we need to do it quick. We need to put in a bid, and if we put 60, I don't know, maybe 70 million on the table, there's no way Southampton will refuse. I mean, all that crap about uh, what they think of us, their anger towards us and stuff like that. I mean, that's all fans and media talking. These people are business people. I mean, they have a player that they can't use. Uh, let's face it, Van Dyke is not going to play for Southampton again. And 
there's no way that that people thinking about business at all will let a 60 70 million asset rot that that's crazy that's ridiculous that's just fans desire and and media bullshit that no way i mean if we put in a large enough bid they will accept it and that's it uh, about chelsea signing him i believe it could happen it could happen on a, on the deadline day if we do not act then they will they could very well offer him a way out of southampton and he might actually accept it if i mean he he will think for himself that it is a better situation than staying at southampton but we yeah. need to act we need to prevent this from happening and and put in a bid and it will get accepted and he will be a liverpool player if we do it okay bold predictions and on that bombshell i want to thank everybody um who knew moreno would be the star of preseason thank you very much and uh, see you at the next show bye guys bye thank Good you night, everybody bye, bye. thanks a lot Good night. Good night.